You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 160. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, and I am so happy that you are here. Uh, If you have been following along, we just wrapped up enrollment, the fall enrollment for my signature coaching program, Macros 101. And I just have to say, I am so excited for the women who have said yes and who are joining us. I... I don't take it lightly um, when people entrust me and come and join our program. And it is really humbling to be able to be a part of somebody's journey. And um, the enrollment period is always kind of a crazy time for the team. It's kind of a crazy time for me. There's a lot going on behind the scenes that you know, hopefully you don't really notice or see on the front end, but on the back end, there's a lot of things going on to make something like, um, an enrollment period work. There's just a lot of moving parts and I'm really, really proud of the team. I'm really proud how we work together. I was telling Carly, who is my number two, she's, uh, we call her our integrator. She's basically our project manager. And I was telling her how I feel like this launch has just been the smoothest one that we've ever done. And it's a lot because of her and how she's organized the team and how she's, you know, divvied things out and really stayed on top of things. And I just felt really proud of the team this time around. I feel like we showed up in a big way and we served a ton of women. And whether or not you joined Macros 101, I hope that you came to our free five-day challenge and I hope that you were blown away. We really shifted perspectives. We gave some mind-blowing content in that free five-day challenge. And our whole goal whenever we do a challenge, uh, whenever we do an enrollment period, is always for people to, whether or not they join Macros 101, whether or not they come and join us in the program, is for them to walk away and be like, dang, like that was amazing. That was a lot of amazing content. And I really feel like we nailed it this time. And I think that people, even people who didn't come and join the program, uh, walked away feeling like they got so much value from the week. And that just makes me so excited. That means that we did what we set out to do. And for those of you who are listening who did come and join us in Macros 101, oh, I just can't even, this is like my favorite part of the journey because on some level, I think you have a hope and a wish for what this process is going to look like. And you're hoping that it's going to be valuable and you're hoping that the coaching is going to be good. And you're hoping that you're going to get the breakthroughs and you just have no idea what's in store for you. So, so much growth, so much transformation is in store for those of you who said yes to yourself and are coming and joining us in Macros 101. It just gets me so excited. Like it feels almost like a new school year where it's like just possibility is before us. So I'm a, 
getting into coaching. I'm getting into taking those ladies through the process inside of Macros 101. If you miss enrollment, uh, we will be opening enrollment in March of next year. So March of 2022, that'll be the next time that you can join us and you can get on the wait list right now for March at bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash waitlist. Now I am getting into coaching uh, clients inside of Macros 101. So I thought this week I would bring you another free coaching Friday. This is a conversation that I had with Lori and we talked about something that I think a lot of people will relate to because none of us live on an island. All of us have relationships and people in our lives. And as much as we maybe don't want to admit it, the things that people in our lives who we love, the things that they say to us really impact us in in our journey. And some of us are, you know, blessed to have amazing, supportive spouses, supportive friends, and some of us aren't. And I think it can be really discouraging and and really harmful, especially the closer that those people are to you, right? Like a, a parent, a sibling, a spouse, those, it can be really hard to have those people not believe in you. And so the conversation that I had with Lori, I think is going to hit home with a lot of you who maybe struggle with people in your life who don't really believe in you. They don't really think that you can do it. And they're um, inability to believe is causing you to have doubts about yourself and about whether or not you can do this. And so I coached Lori through that. I coach her through this and, and through the process of, you know, what does that look like? What does that mean? If somebody is, is telling you that they don't think that you can do it, how, how can you move forward in your goals with that in, in the background? And I think that this coaching conversation, one of the reasons I wanted to put on the podcast is I think that we end up getting deep down into some of the things that Lori didn't really realize herself. And like I always say in Macros 101, the questions that people ask are not usually what actually needs to be addressed. And I feel like with this coaching conversation, we really got down to the nitty gritty of, of what was really going on with Lori and, and her struggles and how to help her to work through it. So I'm really excited for you to listen to this coaching interaction with Lori. Let's start with your question. Um, my question is, um, how do I stay motivated? Like I'll be doing, I'll be doing okay, you know, good. And then I'll just kind of put on the brakes and I'll just stop like everything. You know, I'll just be like, um, for example, I'll just be like, okay, I'm going to eat good. I'm going to count my macros. I'm going to monitor what I eat. And then I'll just be like, well, you know, I'm on my cycle, so I, I deserve a regular Coke or, you know, fully loaded or I deserve an Oreo cookie or it's like, I don't deserve anything, you know, it's like, I need to be good, you know, and be healthy and lose the weight and um, I just, I'll be doing good and then I'll just, these demons just come into my mind or people, certain people will say, you're not going to be able to get there. You're not going to be able to make it. So just give up because I've given up a ton. You know, I've like tried and I've stopped so many times on my journey that it's just so hard to believe in myself and think, you know, I can actually do this, you know, and I'm just kind of at the point where I'm determined now because, you know, I'm 48. Um, I'm not getting any younger. 
um, my children deserve a healthy mom. I deserve to be a healthy wife. You know, and it's just my body aches and I just don't feel well. Mm -hmm. I just want to, I want to do it for myself this time. I want to actually accomplish this, but I'll, I'll be working out, you know, and I know it's not like something that can happen overnight. You're not going to lose the hundred pounds overnight, but it's just like, I'll be doing really good. And then I'll just kind of put on the brakes. I don't know. Okay. It's good. like self-sabotage. I don't even know why I do that. Good. Yeah. Oh, this is, this is going to be great because put a one in the, in the comments. If you are relating to anything that Lori is talking about, uh, I like, I guarantee Lori, this is something that a lot of women struggle with. So we're going to help you. We're going to work through this together. And it's going to be really valuable for everybody who's listening to you because this is something that's super common. And you nailed it, that this is a, this is a manifestation of, of self-sabotage. I want to start out with um, addressing one thing that you said. Okay, so you said, uh, I don't deserve anything. And I would say, you deserve everything. Okay, this is not a matter of you whether or not you deserve things because you, okay. you deserve everything. You're, you are worthy. You deserve everything in life that you want to have. Like you are a hundred percent deserving. Okay. So let's lead with that and come from this place that this has nothing to do with your worthiness. This has nothing to do with whether or not you deserve things. Okay. Number two, you talked about putting on the brakes, which I love because an analogy and a metaphor that I use a lot is that a lot of times we are in our fitness journey and obviously this can apply to any goal that you're trying to achieve, but that we are, um, you know, pushing on the gas. It's just like when you're in the car and you're like pushing on the gas and you're trying to get somewhere and you're like, what, what is going on? Like <laughs> my car feels really weird. Like I'm not going as fast as I should be going. I keep like stopping. And then you're like, Oh, the parking brakes on, right? Have you ever had that experience? I've had that experience where you're like, you forgot yeah. to release the parking brake. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, Oh, okay. So like, all I have to do is like release the parking brake. And now when I push on the gas, I actually go forward. And that's what a lot of women experience in their journey is they are pushing the gas and it's not working. And inherently they often think, oh, the solution is to push the gas harder. The solution mm -hmm. is to just try harder. The solution is to just eat better. The solution mm -hmm. is to just be healthier and like, get out you know get out of it so we think that the, the solution is to just push harder on that gas but if your parking brake is on lori and you push harder on the gas is that going to fix the problem um no i don't know i just feel like so no if your parking brake is on you push the gas no it's not going to it's gonna yeah. make it so you can't go anywhere good so what is the actual solution to the problem um metaphorically i'm talking metaphorically if the parking the brake? brake's on yeah the you parking release the brake you gotta, yeah. you gotta release the parking brake and when you release the parking brake then when you put effort and energy into something then you actually start going and so i think that's the first thing that i want to say to you and to everybody who's listening is that this doesn't have anything to do with your dedication this doesn't have anything to do with your worthiness it doesn't have anything to do with um oh you just need to have more willpower or you just need to to grit it out like it has nothing to do with any of those things there's a parking brake on and so we need to figure out how to release the parking brake and that's that's what's going to be really powerful for you now one of the things that i noticed in a lot of the language that you use as you were as you were talking to me was um this good and bad framework 
So I heard a lot of judgment and the way that you were speaking, right? I need to eat good food. I need to eat healthy food. I need to not eat the bad food. I heard a lot of like good and good and bad in that. And that's totally normal because for most of us, that's something that we've heard all of our lives, right? Yeah. This is a good food. Broccoli is a good food. Oh yeah. Soda is a bad food. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we've, we've, that's like, that's not your fault. Most of us have grown up our lives having that good and bad um, idea. What I want you to consider is that when you label foods good or bad, okay, you mentioned Oreos. I'm with you there. Love me some Oreos. Yes. Um, right. You mentioned Oreos. So when you eat what you've deemed a bad food, how does that make you feel? Well, it used to make me feel bad, but I just like whatever, you know, like I'm just going to eat it anyways because, you know, I just some people in my life are just like micromanagers about what I eat. You know, I'm 48 years old. I'm not going to have you tell me what to eat. So I'll just eat it anyways. Mm -hmm. um, one or two. I won't eat the whole, you know, roll or whatever. But so I'm trying to let go of the guilt and shame just like eat the oreo and count it in my macros you know yes. and just awesome. you know but i don't eat it every day you know i don't eat one every day or whatever but wonderful okay <laughs> awesome so for those of you who are listening um this is the first step that Lori's talking about that she started taking and that is removing that judgment away from food because traditionally Lori, what happens is if we do have that good or bad food <laughs> label that when we eat something that is bad then we feel that guilt and shame and we go down the shame spiral right and then we end up eating more cookies because well we already made a mistake and we already like feel guilty about it we might as well like enjoy it and then we like get back on track and and many of you listening have experienced that shame cycle that is a direct consequence of this labeling food good and bad Okay, so what Laurie is talking about is step number one is moving to that place of non-judgment and releasing that judgment that we have on, on food and those labels that we have on food of good and bad, healthy, unhealthy. And that's where macro counting can really be valuable in helping to shift that perspective into like, it's not good or bad, it's just it has a certain amount of macros and, and I track it and, and move forward, right? So that's step number one. I'm also hearing in some of your language a little bit of a rebelliousness. And that's awesome. Like so many of us have that of where when somebody tells us we can't have something or someone looks down on us and we're like, I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna eat the cookie. <laughs> like don't, mm -hmm. mic don't mic mic micromanage my food, I'm gonna eat the cookie. Um, so that's really common as well. We can start to recognize that that's your brain starting to rebel against something else um, and how we can start to maybe soften that a little bit to move you forward. Um, so. I'm curious, what is your goal? Um, my goal is to, you know, it's kind of funny because it's like I always had like this number on the scale, like yeah. I want to weigh 145, you yes. know, but I'm 510. You know, I just don't think that's, I mean, before I had kids, I was like 149 mm -hmm. or one, whatever. Um, I was doing Weight Watchers and um, I gained 70 pounds with my first son. So like that was totally thinking I need to eat for two. Um, and then I just feel like my weight loss journey has just been a struggle ever since. After that, I was diagnosed with low thyroid. Mm -hmm. um, I just don't know if like being fat just, it probably contributes to that. But um, I've done HCG and everything and trying to like eat 500 calories, which you lose the weight, then you gain it back. And then some like, it's yep. not really healthy. Yep. So my goal is, my goal is to be healthy. Like I want to learn, um, 
to just live a lifestyle of like being able to eat what I want, incorporate whatever in my diet. Um, my goal is to lose, you know, 80 plus pounds um, and to firm up like, you know, obviously weights. And I've been trying to do this week. I've done two, two times this week. I did weights and car like cardio. Um, so, you know, I have two more days left in the week. So I was planning to do today and tomorrow, but I don't know if that's just jumping too far out of the gate, like mm -hmm. running full force. You know, I just want to be able to <laughs> manage it to where I don't give up. You know, I keep going. Good. So, so it's just learning to like love myself in the process and um, just know that it's not going to happen overnight and just give myself grace to just like get there. Um, not really set a date. Cause I'm always like, okay, I'm going to lose 10 pounds this month and 10, you know, it's like, that's not probably going to happen. Mm -hmm. I need to just realize that. And, and just, I don't know, like I, I want to accomplish this goal. Like it's a huge goal in my life. Mm -hmm. You know, before I turn 49, I want to be down, you know, healthier. And just, I feel like when you lose weight, people like come out of the woodworks and they notice you and they treat you differently than when you're heavy. Mm -hmm. And I just want to yeah. be, love myself first and i want to teach my children how to be healthy and i want to have it be my life from here on out because i just feel like my body is unhealthy it's achy my joints my knees you know and my feet and i just i'm not i feel like i'm 80 but i'm not you know mm -hmm. and i've done it to myself i just there's no one to blame but me you know but i need to figure it out because i don't want to keep buying bigger clothes and you know just i'm i've i've reached the end of my rope where I'm just like enough is enough okay and I'm willing to sacrifice and put in the work right now okay awesome um so this isn't about blaming anybody though you said that I'm to blame yeah. this isn't well, about blaming I'm, anybody. The, I'm the one that ate the food and didn't exercise you know what I mean yes. I chose those those yes. are my choices and so I, I love to... I love the ownership in that okay because that's really yeah. powerful Lori when you own the choices that you've made in the past then you step into a place in your life where you can make new choices right when you take that ownership and that accountability then you're able to make changes in your life so I think that's really important but I think ownership is very different than blame and I think that's a very valuable like distinction to make like ownership is powerful blame is shameful okay so I shouldn't say blame myself so I have a question for you on a scale, you've mentioned this a couple times about loving yourself. On a scale of zero to 10, how much do you love yourself? Honestly, I used to say, it used to be is like zero or negative, but I'm trying to be better. You know, I'm trying to say, okay, you know what? I, I do weigh over 200 pounds. Okay. I'm 240 pounds, but you know what? I love my body because it's my body, you know, and it has curves and dimples and whatever. And I'm trying to see the beauty in that, you know, because there's beauty in that. It works, it functions, you know, and so I've tried to be, even though there are certain people in my life that criticize it every day and look down on me, I'm trying to just see that there's beauty in myself and just, you know, like, I used to just not want to be on this earth anymore, you know, but it's like, I'm trying to overcome that and just look into, um, trying to find that. So I'd say on a scale of one to 10 is probably not quite maybe to a five yet, but 
I'm trying to get there. Like, you know. Okay, great. So. Who, who are these people who criticize you? People that I'm married to. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, they try and say things they think they're going to help, but it's detrimental in a way that it's not really helping. Yep. Um, it's kind of when I put the brakes on and I, it's, it's like psychological. I don't really know I'm doing it, but it's like, but I should be like, I'll show you, you know, I'll do this, but it's not really shouldn't do it for him. I need to do it for myself. Yeah. You know? It's a little bit of that rebelliousness coming out too. Of like, yeah. You want, you want me to do this. So mm, I don't know if I'm going to do it. <laughs> have yeah. you had a conversation with your partner about this? Yes, I have. You know, I promise that it's not really good for you to do that and and then he says i'll never he says you'll never be able to get this off like you'll never be able to get it because i've always given up you see me just give up you know yeah yeah so and to his mind now it's never going to happen you know yeah. and i'm going to keep getting bigger and bigger in his mind and he's worried about it you know and so he's out of fear for him he's like worried about my health and everything but then he's just like yeah like okay. this is never going to happen okay so one of the things that I think is important for you to realize so that you can pass it on to your partner is his concern for you is real, right? His mm -hmm. concern for you is real. It's coming from a place maybe of love. It's coming from a place of concern, but it doesn't matter really what his intent is. It's what happens because of that. And while his intent may be good, it's actually, causing you to self-sabotage it's actually keeping you from getting to the goal that he wants you so deeply to get to okay and i think that's important first of all i think it's important for you to understand and i really think it's important for that communication with him to happen because it's important for him to understand as well it's well-intentioned but it's actually backfiring on him Okay. And so if he really does want you to get there, if he really does care about you reaching this goal, then he's doing the exact opposite of what would actually help you reach that goal. I feel like if he said, you can do this, you got it. And like, turn me on that I would, you know, I love yet, whatever. I would just be more willing to do it. Yes. I don't know. And it is a hundred percent okay for you also to create boundaries around this of like, here, here's the boundary. Here's what, here's what I request of you. Right? We can, we, I, I think it's really powerful to make requests of people. Rather than telling people what to do, it's really powerful to make requests and say, here's what I'm requesting of you. And three things can happen when you make a request. The person can say yes. The person can say no. The person can say, um, yeah, let's make these adjustments and then I can follow through with that request. But it gives them options and it gives it an open communication instead of like, a, this is the way it's going to be. So we can make a request and we can create boundaries. And I think you creating healthy boundaries about what is and what isn't helpful from him and being very clear about those expectations and boundaries are, is going to allow him. See, the, he wants to help you. Yeah. And you need to tell him the way that is actually going to help you because he's trying right now and it's not effective. And when yeah. he understands that and you are more clear with him of like, no, this is how I need to be supported. Are you willing to do this? Are you willing to, I mean, it's a request that this is how you talk to me about it. Then he, he, his love and his concern can be manifest in a way that actually supports you. Do you think if he understood that, that things would start to shift? Yeah, I think so. I think he would, um, you know, he, 
he always says, I'm not going to bring up your weight again because, you know, and then he'll bring it up, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay, it's, I see it every day. I see it every okay. day. Okay, but that's where you get to hold that boundary. Mm -hmm. Okay, so once you've created that boundary, it is now your responsibility to hold that boundary. And, okay. and, when, and when you have made a request of him and he has accepted that request, then it's your job to hold the boundary and to not let the boundary be crossed. No, no, no. Like when that happens, it isn't, oh yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's, um, I asked you not to mention my weight and I'm making that request of you to please not mention my weight. Let's talk about something else. It, but it's your job to hold that boundary and it makes take some okay. training, right? This, there's a lot of years here. There's yeah. a lot of years like of, of habits and, and patterns and it may yeah. take some practice with you reminding him of the boundary that doesn't mean he doesn't love you it just means he has habits that you have to help him to break by by protecting that boundary but i think i think Lori, we're getting to like a, the deeper things that are actually keeping you stuck and it is this idea that like if somebody's criticizing you daily and you're somebody who likes to be rebellious a little bit which and I, I say that, and I think sometimes there's a bad connotation with rebellious. I'm not using it in that term. Just some of us like to kick the, the trend more than normal. Um, Gretchen Rubin, I don't know if you know Gretchen Rubin, but she wrote a book better than before, and she talks about the four tendencies, and the rebel, the rebel is one of them. It's, it's just a tendency that people like to rebel. And so if you have somebody, and you have a little bit of rebelliousness in you, and they're criticizing you, that is actually going to be detrimental to you reaching the goals. And... And, and having that conversation with your husband, I, he doesn't realize it. He loves you. He's concerned about you. He wants to help. But helping him to realize that what he's doing is the opposite of that is going to help him to step into this new way. You, you, someone said here, you teach some, um, yeah, you teach people how to treat you, right? We teach people how to treat us. And so now it's about this is part, remember? I asked you, we're going back to that question I asked you on a scale of zero to 10, how much do you love yourself? And you gave me a four or five. What would it take to increase that? What would it take to go from a four to a five to go from a five to a six? Um, I think that it would be, um, most likely not having those, um, those daily negative, um, people talking negatively about me and um, just me believing in myself and just maybe seeing some progress, um, some change, and just knowing that, because I feel like, you know, once you lose like five or 10 pounds or 10 pounds, you know, you're like, oh, okay, you know, like I can do this. Um, I think it's more consistency, um, maybe me have getting more sleep would help me love myself more. Um, okay. okay. You know. Okay, so we've, we've uh, labeled a couple of things, and I, and I want to talk through these individually because these are, this is really important. This is where we start to get into the action, right? This is where we start to get into the next step. And anytime I'm doing a coaching with somebody, the first step is always like starting to uncover what the deeper thing is, what the deeper thing is that's keeping you stuck. Um, and then from there, once we've uncovered that identified, it's really important to have that next step so that as you go back to your journey, as you go back to like making decisions that you have a next step that you're moving towards. Now a problem and a, a mistake that a lot of people make as they're trying to determine their next step is they have um, 
steps that are very general or they have steps that are non-binary or they have steps that aren't even really related to what the actual goal is. So, uh, or they have steps that aren't completely within their control. So have you ever heard me talk about the difference between a process goal and an outcome goal? Um, I don't think so. Okay, so a process goal, this is really good. <laughs> a process goal is something that is 100% within your control. Okay, so um, I want to drink eight ounces of water right when I wake up five days a week. Is that within my control? Do I yes. like make all the choices surrounding that to make sure that happens? Yes. So that would be an example of a process goal. An outcome goal is something that you would like to happen, but is not entirely within your control or the timetable is not within your control. So something like losing 80 pounds is where you want to go. That's where you want to get to. There's nothing wrong with that goal, but it's an outcome goal. It's not within your control. And so we can distinguish between the two and we can say, this is an outcome goal, but this is a process goal to get me to that outcome goal. We can focus our attention on the process goal of like, what was it within Lori's control to move towards that outcome goal? So the first one that you gave me when I asked what would it take to move up one, you know, one number is that you wouldn't have daily people be negative around you, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So is that an outcome goal or is that a process goal? Mm. Well, I think that was an outcome because I don't have control over what they say. Exactly. So you don't have control over what you say. It doesn't mean it's a bad goal. We just recognize that it's an outcome goal and we need a process goal to be associated with that. So if you can't control other people, which I mean, unfortunately we can't. So you yeah. can't control other people. What is within your control in that realm? I guess my mood, the way I... I the way I accept or the way I deal with what they say to me, uh, yeah. I can just, whatever, you know, I don't know. Well, I have control over what I eat. Okay, but in the realm of how people treat you. Um, We're going to stick to that. Well, I have control over the way I, um, just I, the way I, um, I'm losing my thoughts here. Um, like if they say something to me, I don't have to be like upset. Like I can just let it roll off my back, you know, and just, you know, or just say, Hey, you know, I'm not supposed to say that, you know, like, yes. Okay. Yeah. And so that, I think that idea of holding boundaries is, is a really great process goal for you because that's within your control of like, and that process goal could look like something like if my partner uh says something about my weight i will immediately say hey that's a boundary and you're crossing that right i will bring it up immediately and that is with 100 percent within your control and is that going to help you to get the outcome that you want which is to have less daily negative things said to you yes yes but do you see how it's so powerful because that's within your control and the other one isn't Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. So that's the first one. The second one that you talked about was making progress on your goal is the only way to love your body more by making progress. I guess I think so, but I just need to learn to love me, you know, for me, you know, I always tell my husband, you know, love isn't only on the outside. It's, it goes deeper than that, you yes. know? And so like, I'm the same person you married me 22 years ago, but I look different physically but I'm the same Lori, you know, inside, like right. get to know me. So That's right. now you already told me that you used to be a zero on this scale and mm -hmm. you are at a four to a five now. 
-hmm. Is that only because you made progress in your goals or were there other factors involved? Um, I just think that I just tried to let go of a lot of things, you know, like let go of trying to be so perfect, you know, like perfection is something that I struggle with, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, just, I want everything to be so perfect, you know, and if it can't be perfect, then I can't achieve it, you know? And so I've just tried to let that go, like, and know that this transformation I'm trying to get is going to take longer than I think in my head. It's not going to take like a month or two. It's going to be years down the road. It's not going to be just a year, you know, it's going to be probably two years. And I have to just, I think, accept that and just love myself for me, Mm -hmm. you know, and I have qualities that other people don't have. And I'm just trying to like, you know, look at myself and just, pick out what's good you know like I don't know like I can I can you know I'm a good homemaker and I can make homemade yogurt and I can you know like okay I'm good I can do something good you know like just look at the good things yeah so what I'm hoping is that everybody that was listening heard what Lori was talking about because Lori I don't know that you picked this up in in what you're talking about but you moved from a zero to a four to five on this scale, and it was not linked to progress. It was not linked to external progress. It was linked to some of the other internal work that you did. And so if we know that you moved from a zero to a four to five without necessarily having to see external process, progress, is it possible to move up to a 10 even without external progress? Yeah, I think it is. I think it, it like, you know, like when you're just, if you get up and you get ready for the day and you put makeup on and you're like, you know, and you do your hair or whatever and you get things done around the house, you just feel good, you know, like you're like, okay, I can accomplish things or versus just hanging out in your pajamas and just like being lazy, you know, that kind of can bring you down. Well, I feel like the more you accomplish, the more you can, you know, I don't know, love yourself and just serve others and I don't know. I love it. Yeah. So I think I'm going to come back to this because I think this is a really, really important point that I really want to make sure that you're picking up Lori and that everybody else who's listening is picking up is that it is possible to go from a zero to a 10 in terms of your self-confidence and your love without anything changing externally. Now that, that is not to say that I don't support weight loss goals. That is not to say that I'm not here to like help you to reach these physical goals that you have. I am. And because I'm so invested in you reaching those goals, I'm helping you to realize that there's a separation between the self-love and the confidence that you want and the actual goal that you have set. And when we can separate those two things and not have them intertwined, we're able to get to both of them much faster. When we, when we combine those two and we could conflate self-worth and confidence and self-love with our external appearance, when we conflate those two and make and collapse them into one thing, you'll struggle with both. So they're different. And when we can separate them out, you're going to achieve both of them much faster and much easier. So that is a really, really important point that I want to make sure that you're taking away from this is I think, you know, that self-love is incredibly valuable and you don't have to change anything about your body to get there. And you've already proven that because you've gone from a zero to a five already, which means you can go from a five to a 10. Okay. Um, Now, You talked about doing things that make you feel good. 
have you ever sat down and made a list of those things that like self-care list of like these are the things that make me feel good on a given day no i should do that though okay well then that's your homework assignment okay <laughs> and I, I mean for anybody else who's resonating with this that can be a really good homework assignment for you too is what makes you feel good because guys when we feel good we do good we, yeah. we are like, we're more positive. We are, we are sticking to our goals better. We are more consistent. Like when we feel good, when we're taken care of, and this includes boundaries, like I'm not talking about only bubble baths. Like this includes boundaries, it includes getting ready in the morning. It includes how you're talking to yourself. But when we feel good, we show up differently. Okay. And this is about showing up differently in your life, Lori. And you said something so important. You've had 48 years mm -hmm. to learn a lot yeah. of crap, right? I know. And what have I learned from it? I don't know. <laughs> you, but you've been ingrained for 48 years with a lot of this mm -hmm. stuff. It's not going to split. It's not going to yeah. like, we're going to have this conversation and it's going to make some changes, but it's not going to like mm -hmm. magically transform everything. It's going mm -hmm. to take time because you have 48 years of programming that you're trying to counteract. It's going mm -hmm. to take time, but that doesn't mean it's not worth it. And it doesn't mean you can't get there. And so I loved what you said about really how you're starting to move from that perfectionistic mentality to like, what is the next step? How can I start to make progress? Uh, that is, that is incredibly valuable uh, because that's, what's going to help you to move to like shirk off all of that 48 years of programming and really start to like step into this new version of Lori, because that's mm -hmm. what you're stepping into. The old version of Lori is what's created the results that you have now. And if you want different results, we have to step into a new version of Lori. And I always tell my clients that this stepping into this new version of you isn't a once and done event. It isn't like you're going to wake up and you're like the new version of Lori who like always sticks to her goals, who like never talks bad about anybody, who like always is, what, like whatever it is that you're looking for, you're not going to step into her and like just magically be her one day. The way that it looks, and here's what I, I, I'm telling you this because I want you to start to recognize the progress that's being made because I've heard so much progress in the way that you've spoken about how you even view this process. But the way that it happens is you see glimpses of her. So you stand up to your husband and create a boundary that's a glimpse of you stepping into this new Lori. And then you may go back. You may go back and you may go back to the regular Lori that you're more comfortable with, but you saw a glimpse of her. And then you may you know, show up three days a week for two weeks at the gym. And that's like a glimpse of the new Lori. And then you may go back and that's okay. That's the normal process. It's like celebrating whenever you see glimpses of stepping into that new version of yourself and then recognizing that it's okay that you may you know may, may go back the goal isn't to flip a switch the goal is to see her more and more frequently it's to step into that version of lori more frequently than not until eventually like that's just who you are it's your new identity it's the new version of lori of how you show up in this new way but i think it's really important to recognize it's not a switch and that we need to celebrate every time that new version of Lori shows up. That's a big, it's a big, big deal when she does. Celebrate it. Be like, hey, I'm stepping into this new version. And then recognize it may not stay that way. And that's okay. So, yeah, we're going to see her. We're going to, like, celebrate when we see her. And then we're going to move more and more into this new version of Lori. And as you do that, things are going to shift. Okay. Kind of like three steps forward, two steps back kind of thing. One step back. Yes. 
Yes, I like the word glimpses rather than like two steps back because it's oh, it's not okay. a, like it isn't actually a step back. It's just you're okay. seeing glimpses of her, and it's okay. going to be more and more frequent. It's it's okay. like instead of seeing one glimpse of her a week, you're going to see two glimpses of her a week, and then you're going to see four glimpses of her a week, and then maybe you'll spend a day as her, and you'll feel the difference. Um, so it's it's not necessarily about going backwards. It's about seeing glimpses of her and having that happen more and more frequently as you move forward. Okay. So you, I want to tell you something really funny. I was at the yeah. gym yesterday and I was there. It didn't have makeup on. I had my hat on backwards. You know, I'm chubby. And I was in the, I was washing my hands before I left the gym. And this young girl comes up to me. She's like in high school or something. And she goes, um, you're very pretty. And I was like, oh, thank you. You know, so she could see my beauty, you know, through all the stuff. So it kind of made my night, you know. Yes. Yes. And I think we can appreciate those things when, when we get that external validation. And right. I think we can also base our self-worth um, off of what we think of our, ourselves. Yes. What you think about yourself, it matters way more than what anybody else thinks. And so, yes, we have been right. conditioned to accept that, that, that verbal external you know, confirmation right. that we're doing something right. But it can be a dangerous foundation to build upon because then when people don't say that to you, yeah. then you start to question whether or not you are pretty or you are worthy. And it doesn't really matter what anybody else yeah. thinks. So yeah. it's valuable Perfect. to have that understanding of like, yes, that feels good when someone says something nice to me. And I don't have to have that to still yeah. have high self-esteem. Yeah, that's exactly. So that's something that we need to work on, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, literally that's what life is about is about uh having lessons that are given to you things that you need to learn and learning them and then progressing on to the next lesson and then you got how, how come it takes us like 48 years to learn this lesson now on how to <laughs> <laughs> you know what life continues to give you the lessons that you need and sometimes it takes us longer than we want to have learned the lesson and that's okay it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with us it just means that there are like sometimes sub lessons that we need to learn first and life just continues to hand you that lesson until you've learned it. And hey, it takes some people 97 years. Some people don't ever re reach it. And it doesn't matter because each of us are on our own journey of progression and of evolution. So, you know, once you figure this out, once you feel really good about this, there's going to be something else. So there's no race. It's not about racing. It's, it's just yeah. about running the race that you're in currently. And each of us has our own race that we're currently running. See, I used to compare, I used to be like, I need to be fit like this person or that person. I need to, you know, I, I, it's a race. I need to hurry and get there, you know, yeah, like coming, but now it's like, no, it's not a race. Yes. I have to do it healthy and whatever, yes. you know, run the race that you're in is your own race. It's this, it's not mm -hmm. a competition. It's like, how can I learn the lessons that are being presented to me? The faster that you learn those lessons, the faster you get through those lessons, the next, then you, again, but then you just progress to something else. Like, there's always something else. That's what I want you guys to hear is, like, there's not a finish line. Like, personal evolution, personal growth, there's no finish line. There's always a next level new devil. And that's cool. That's awesome. That's exciting. I don't, that gets me excited. Of like, what, what's the next thing? <laughs> what's the next thing that I'm going to come up against? Because there's going to be something else. Um, but that is personal evolution. That is personal growth. And I just need you to see, Lori, like, I just need you to see how much evolution you've already had. Like, I feel like if I had talked to Lori a year ago, this conversation would have been incredibly different. It would have been a incredibly different conversation. You already have made so much progress in this and so much personal evolution. And that's only going to continue. You're on the right track. Okay. Thank you. You're good. Awesome. Lori, that was so fun.
I hope that you took away some information from that coaching conversation with Lori. I I say all, always over and over and over in Macros 101 that there is a lot of power in getting coached through your struggles and simultaneously a ton of power in listening to other people get coached. Oftentimes we're able to see things in other people's stories that are maybe harder to see in ours. And having that outside perspective of being able to listen to the questions that I ask, being able to listen to the prompts and the teaching and, and the diving deep that we do is going to help you in your journey. And that's one of the things that I, I love. I love about what we do in Macros 101. I love that I get to coach women through, through these things and really start to help to facilitate that transformation. So I hope that you enjoyed this uh, free coaching Friday. And that wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong. Because remember, my friend, you can do anything. Hold up, sister friend. Do you love Biceps After Babies Radio? If so, the best way to say thank you is to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on iTunes. I know every podcaster wants you to leave a review, but it's because those reviews help the podcast to reach more people. And I do truly want to know what you think. If this particular episode resonated with you, will you also please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your friends and family why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at biceps.after.babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.